Isaiah chapter 43, starting with verse 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and west. I will say to the north and the south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together. Assemble the peoples of the world. Which of their idols has ever foretold such things? Which can predict what will happen tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me. Believe in me and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord and there is no other Savior. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships that, are so, that they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Now, this is verse 18. I thought this was very interesting. In the New Living Translation, it says this. But forget all of that. (laughs) But forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something 
new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and and owls too, for, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the, wa- in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. But dear family of Jacob, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown, grown tired of me, O Israel. You have not brought me sheep or goats for burnt offerings. You have not honored me with sacrifices, though I have not burdened and wearied you with requests for grain offerings and frankincense. You have not brought me fragrant calamus or pleased me with the fat from sacrifices. Instead, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your faults. I, yes, I alone, will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Let us review the situation together and you can present your case to prove your innocence. From the very beginning, your first ancestors sinned against me. All your leaders broke my laws. That is why I have disgraced your priests. I have decreed complete destruction for Jacob and shame for Israel. But now, listen to me. Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one, The Lord who made you and helps you says, Do not be afraid, O Jacob, my servant. O dear Israel, my chosen one, for I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass like willows on a river bank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to the Lord. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the name of Israel as their own. Amen. Brand new Sunday. Brand new. Have you ever bought something brand new? For yourself before, or for maybe somebody else. Have you ever bought something brand new? Maybe you've bought a brand new car. Uh, Terry and I, we've never bought a, a totally brand new car, drove it off the lot before. Uh, we, drove, we bought a car way back when we were first married and very stupid in finances, uh, with our finances, but we, we bought a car, only had 4,000 miles on it. We were, uh, so it was, it was pretty much brand new for us. Uh, and it was uh, just a, a great car for us, lasted a long time. But, but just that, that, that new car feeling is great, isn't it? Or, or maybe it's um, just something else new that you bought. And it just it smells good. It looks good. It, it um, performs just the way that you want it to. I remember several years ago our, when our, our children were a lot younger and they were all living in the, the house at that time with us, uh, we lost power in the house for 
probably uh, about four days. And many of you might have as well. There was kind of a deep freeze that happened um, in the state of Michigan. And uh, many people, thousands of people all over Michigan lost power during that storm and probably in, in other states as well. And for um, about four days, we did not have any power in our home. And so I was like um, a lot of other people, and I went out and I bought a brand new generator. Uh, because um, well, the house that we lived in had an old generator, and it, we kind of inherit, well, we, not kind of, we did inherit a, an old generator uh, from the previous homeowners. And we tried to get that generator going. We hooked up a battery to it. We, we tried um, uh, squirting starter fluid in it, and it would, it would kind of fire up, but it just would not keep running. Uh, crazy old generator. And so finally, after I had, I don't know how many guys uh, from our church come over. I mean, we were having a, almost like a party in our garage um, around this generator. There were so many guys around trying to get this thing going. Uh, we finally just gave up and we said, I, I don't think it's going to go. And so the next day I went out and I bought a generator, which I think you can probably get about half the price right now. <laughs> um, I think they were marking them up right uh, at that time. But anyways, it's a different story. But uh, that, the generator was brand new. Um, it was shiny. It was uh, just an incredible piece of machinery. And I remember after getting the, the oil put in it and uh, you know, I was following directions all um, uh, step by step of what we had to do, I, I turned the uh, the ignition switch on, put the choke on, and I pulled it one pull, and that thing just fired up. I was like, oh yeah, that is awesome. Um, a brand new generator. I was so excited. Um, I don't know how many of you would have been excited or not, but, um, but it was just incredible to have that brand new piece of equipment. And we got our house uh, powered up with that generator and got the electricity going and the heat going again, and it was just so amazing. The past. <laughs> that was something in the past, something brand new that happened. This passage in Isaiah 43, in these first uh, few verses that we read, Isaiah the prophet gives um, uh, these things that God was speaking through him, and it was God speaking these things to the people and even to us today. He was saying uh, in a sense, remember some of these things. I have been with you, God said. I have taken care of you. He talks about so many things, and, he, uh, and it just reminded me as I was reading this passage and thinking about our brand new Sunday together, that we are to celebrate. We're to celebrate. Say that word together with me. Celebrate. Yeah, we can do a little bit louder than that. One, two, three, celebrate. Yeah, we are to celebrate the past victories. Celebrate past victories. I mean, uh, Terry was reminding me this past week and uh, thinking about uh, different uh, football games and bowl games that have been happening left and right to the, these last um, uh, few days that many people celebrate because of their sports teams or because they're uh, they're watching on TV, they're in the stadium, and they're, they're just celebrating, they're cheering. And then we get to church, and sometimes we just kind of sit. And we don't, 
we don't hardly even say amen or we don't say hallelujah or anything, but today we are celebrating some past victories. We're celebrating that, that God has done some great work here at Pathway, a Wesleyan church. Uh, we are in this wonderful facility because, uh, because God has, uh, did some, some amazing things. Um, the plaque that is out in the front of this uh, building, the Ebenezer Center, that says that God, um, those of you who have to help me, um, uh, God has been with us, or God has, um, has blessed us, He's taken care of us each step of the way. And God will continue to do that. And we celebrate that we are able to gather here today in this warm, beautiful facility to worship the Lord together. Amen? Amen. Maybe there's other past victories that you have that you celebrate and thank the Lord for. God reminded the people in in Isaiah 43. He said, I have ransomed you in verse 1. I have ransomed you. I've taken care of you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. He said, he went out, he said, I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. I want to remind you today, as God has reminded us in this passage, that you are precious to the Lord. That God loves you. You can celebrate in that fact this morning that God loves you. You are precious to Him. And He has taken care of you and will continue to take care of you. In Psalm 118, verses 1 through 7, the psalmist wrote these words, he's, said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord, and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. Celebrate our past victories. Celebrate your past victories. What God has done. How has God provided for you this past year? How did God provide for you in 2021? How did God speak to you in the past? How has He spoken to you? How was God faithful to you? Those are some great things to think about this morning. Maybe you can jot down something in your notes. What did God do for me? How was He faithful to me in the past? And then celebrate Jesus. Thank Him for that, for taking care of you and meeting every need that you have. Not only are we to celebrate I believe in this passage, God is asking us to look. Say that with me. One, two, three. Look. A little bit louder. One, two, three. Look. He tells us to look. Look at what God is doing around you. 
Like I said, I, I thought it was very interesting in that verse how God, all of a sudden, he's, he's reminded through, through Isaiah about all these things, all these ways he's taking care of the people, uh, how he loves us, how he uh, will not forget about us. And then he says, but then just, just forget about all that. <laughs> forget about all that. I want you to look right now. So we've, we've kind of we've thought about what we need to celebrate. We've thought about these um, past victories. But now let's take some time to look. Look at what God is doing right now. What is God doing right now around you? In Psalm 118, again, jumping down to verse 24, the psalmist says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This, today, today is the day to rejoice and be glad in it. Why are we to look around and look at what God is doing? Well, I think if we, if we don't, a lot of times our enemy wants us to look sometimes at the past hurts, the past things that we can't get over, the past things that we say, well, you know, I, I'm still going through, and sometimes our enemy will, will use those things against us. Or maybe he, he uh, um, just wants us to look at uh, past sin in our life that, may, that God has already forgiven and forgotten about. And our enemy throws that back into our faces and, and wants us to focus on those things. But God says, do not be afraid. I am with you right now. Look around you. I am right here. I know maybe the lighting, and we'll light this up better later on in the service, maybe, but you can probably see at least a little bit about this baptism, baptismal that's in, uh, to my right here. This is what God's doing right now. Four people getting baptized today, uh, real soon in our service. Amen? Amen. That's a way to look what God is doing. Four people that are going to be. Uh, uh, received in as new members into our church. And I actually have had two people already besides those four that have talked to me about going through membership class in the near future and wanting to become members as well. Um, And some people that have um, uh, mentioned about possibly transferring their membership here uh, to Pathway from other churches. Look at what God is doing. He's doing amazing things around us. He's doing amazing things here for Pathway, a Wesleyan church, for other churches in our communities around us. Uh, Some people may be here this morning from other churches. Maybe you're visiting here as a guest today, and you can see what God's doing in your church as well, in your family, in your households, in your neighborhoods. Look at what God is doing in the present. So we are to celebrate we are to look, then lastly, we are to get ready. We are to get ready. Say those two words with me. Ready? One, two, three. Get ready. Doing get better. Yes. Isaiah forty three eighteen. God says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. 
I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so that my chosen people can be refreshed. My chosen people can be refreshed. I am doing a new thing. The house that I talked to in the beginning of my message that we lost power. I remember the first couple of years when we first moved into that house. We were on five acres of land. And about three, probably about three of those acres were woods areas of that property. Um, and when we moved there, I had some big plans, big ideas for that that woods area, and I, you know, I wanted to create some paths through there. I wanted to uh, have some ways that we could do nature hikes and all kinds of things. So I'd go out there uh, with my um, small amount of equipment that I had to kind of chop at the brush and the the vines and things. And after a little bit, I'd, I'd look around and I'd have just a, a small little area of this wilderness that was chopped up and I could walk around in. I thought, this is going to be much bigger than, uh, a bigger project than what I thought. And it became kind of a, a, a jungle area in our property. And the vines were growing all over and the, the bushes with all these pickers on them were, were around and, um, and trees were growing and bushes and all kinds of things. And it, was, and it just became like this big wilderness a jungle area that you couldn't hardly walk through some of it. Somebody introduced, um, well, actually it was one of our missionary families, introduced us to a book recently called Life is Messy. Maybe you feel like and have felt like life has been kind of messy. It's like a wilderness the vines in your life have, uh, have grown up, uh, the, the trees, the bushes, the, the things of life have just gotten so great in your life that it's become a, a wilderness. But get ready. Get ready. God wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants to start trimming those bushes. He wants to start trimming those vines in your life and making a pathway in the wilderness for you to go through. I will create rivers, he said, in the dry wasteland. Maybe your life has just kind of gotten a little dry and dusty. You feel like, I, I just I feel distant from God. I, I just feel like he, I, I don't know if he, he can hear me or not. Get ready. <laughs> God wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants to breathe new life into you. Times of refreshing, I believe, are coming to us. The apostle, uh, or the um, uh, Luke, wrote in Acts chapter three, verse nineteen. He wrote about times of refreshing. I believe that there are four things. Four ways that God spoke to me this past week as I was looking at this passage of Scripture for us as a congregation to get ready for in this brand new year. I'll give them to you real quick. First of all, more miracles. Seeing more miracles. Get ready for that. 
for signs and wonders to be done around our church and around our community and around our surrounding areas to seeing miracles done as times of refreshing are coming. Healings. Healings being done physically, emotional, spiritual, financial, maybe even relational healings that need to take place as God breathes new life into us or maybe continues to breathe life into us as times of refreshing are coming as we get ready for that. Third, life change. I believe we're going to see new lives changing. New life change happening, discipleship, more spiritual growth happening as people are diving in more into God's Word, as they're becoming more like Jesus and less like ourselves. And fourth, these other areas of times of refreshing that God spoke to me was this, and as I looked at what refreshing really means, getting ready for more revival, revitalization, more repentance and restoration happening. As we bow before God in experiencing times of refreshing together. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says this therefore. You are now a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. That's times of refreshing. The old is gone. The new has come. Today, we have those that have chosen to give testimony today and to be baptized. We celebrate with them. We look around and see the great work that God is doing in their life and in the lives around them. And we get ready for more and more baptisms, more and more people's lives being changed as the Holy Spirit speaks to them and does a great change in their life. The old is gone, the new has come. I just invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me and Our daughter Emily is going to come up and sing a song as we prepare for baptism together. And then the uh, ones that will be getting ready for baptism, they're going to uh, come up front here as well. I'm going to prepare for that um, um, as we get ready for that. But um, let's just uh, pray together and thank the Lord for, for Him being with us. Lord God, we thank You for Your message today. God, thank you for all the ways that you have been with us. Sometimes the past hasn't been easy. The past hasn't been things that we want to repeat. Perhaps there's those that have lost, gone through great loss in the past. God, we don't want to just run right by those things. And I don't mean to, to say in a way that we just need to, to look over the past, but God, we, we do re- need to remember some of those things. I do want to just remember today, and we want to remember how you've been with us 
through those things. Even things that have been hurtful. Things that we're still working through. I'm thankful that you will never leave us, never forsake us, and yet you will be with us through it all, all the way to the end. So God, I pray that if there's those that are still going through times of suffering or times that they just need still a healing touch in their life and in their heart and their minds, we ask for that from you today, that you would give them the special touch that they need. God, we celebrate what you're doing. We celebrate all the great things and all the the, the way that you are working and continue to work. And we're getting ready for more great things that you're going to do. So now as we continue to celebrate these lives, that these uh, ones that have already decided in their hearts and in their minds to follow Jesus, we celebrate with them that they're making public testimony about what you have done inside of them. And we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.